the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 8th, 2011. And uh, today we're just going to be covering more of a current event uh, study, a lot of different topics we're going to be looking over regarding some on this thing with uh, Osama bin Laden, uh, how that relates to the whole Muslim crisis that's brewing in the Middle East and how the government may be using that to to uh, bring about further control mechanisms in the government. Uh, <clears throat> those are a couple of the, of the main topics we're going to be looking at, and also how this also relates to Israel and uh, a, a lot of the things that are going on there in the Middle East. And uh, those are really the two main topics we're going to be covering today. Uh, also, the last thing we're going to be looking at is this uh, Judgment Day May 21st, 2011, stuff that you've been seeing, possibly on billboards. I've had a lot of people email me about it. And since we're right on the, the cusp of this supposed judgment day, uh, I wanted to go over this and expose this because it's easily exposed. Um, so, let's go ahead and let's start off with some Bible verses for today. Proverbs 123, uh, the, the Lord speaking to his people, turn you at my reproof, reproof means like correction from God, in other words, turn, repent, um, turn you at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. So when we repent, when we turn at God's correction, at his reproof, he says he'll pour out his spirit unto us and make known his words unto us. So that, those are two um uh, some might view that as, as like a negative type of verse, but you, you can view it as very much of a positive thing uh, just by being obedient to what it says here. Uh, by, you know, the positive being the Lord pouring out His Spirit on you and then making known His words unto you. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Isaiah 28.9 says, Whom shall He teach knowledge and whom shall He make to understand doctrine? Okay, so... If you notice, not a lot of people, not a lot of people that would call themselves Christians, especially. Um, yeah, I'm just talking in modern, everyday, corporate church of America or, or elsewhere. A lot of them are very unfamiliar with um, the knowledge of the Word of God and also the knowledge of the end times, uh, the knowledge of current events. Um, they're being, or they're being set up to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea four six, because they have rejected knowledge, according to Hosea four six. He will reject them, and he will also reject their children. And so, it's not something that you really want to, you know, mess around. Now, obviously, the most important knowledge, and if you only had one thing to draw upon, you would want to just clearly focus in on the Word of God in the English speaking language, the King James Bible. Uh, but um, the other things that we can look at are the signs of the time, and that we're supposed to be able to discern the signs of the time. Even Jesus Christ said that. And so, whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Meaning, baby Christians, okay, the baby is what takes in milk, right? Okay, well, a baby Christian, for the most part, 
is not going to know a whole lot about the knowledge of the Word of God, and he's not going to understand a lot on, on the doctrinal issues. He needs to grow, and really the growth is predicated upon getting into the Word of God, and, I, I don't know, I've heard this, this word feasting on the Word of God, but actually, you know, meditating on it, and uh, getting in, and you grow, your faith grows as you read the Bible, as you memorize Scripture, as you do these things. Okay, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, that above all, take up the shield of faith, where which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So faith is a huge thing, and faith is actually grown by hearing the Word of God. So a lot of this, a lot of this is, is um, dependent upon you being in the Word of God. Which is why I always try to point people, not point people to my ministry, or the ministry the Lord's put me in. I, I like to point people to the Word of God. I like to take current events and point them to the Word of God. Not toward me. I'm not trying to build followers. I'm not trying to have people follow me. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to follow His Word. I want His name to be glorified through this ministry. I don't want to take any glory from Him. God says he will share his glory with no one. And I don't want any of his glory. You know, I don't. I, I want his name to be glorified. So that's my goal for you to um, increase uh, with your walk with Christ and in, increase your knowledge of the word of God and increase your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding. Um, operate in humility and the fear of the Lord. That would be my some of my greatest goals for um, my listeners, and for the body of Christ. And not to say I'm, I'm any stellar example in any of those areas, okay? So I'm not saying I've, I've attained or anything like that either. I, I'm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I would anyone else. So, <clears throat> going further, who he's going to teach knowledge to? And who is he gonna, who's going to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. So, you have to advance beyond being a baby Christian. And the reality is, if you go in the standard average church, of particularly America, some corporate church in America, it really doesn't matter what denomination. I think some denominations are obviously better than others. You've got a bunch of babies. It's like a big nursery in the church. None of them are weaned from the milk. Most of them aren't even saved, I believe. There's, no, there's really no evidence of, of salvation there's no, um, the fruit of the Spirit's lacking. The, the chastisement of the Lord seems to be lacking. I mean, they, they can sit in a pew for 40 years and warm a pew, and there's no, they're not even saved, they, or let's say they've done really nothing other than their works, their, their church attendance, and these types of things. There's, if there's no chastisement from the Lord on that person, then the Bible says if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. A bastard is an illegitimate son. So, chastisement is actually something that you should see at work in a Christian's life who is not right with the Lord in particular. It's going to be um, part of all of our lives uh, as we grow in Christ. You know, it has to be. Because, I mean, none of us start out like, you know, we're like perfect or anything. and We're never going to attain to perfection until we're with Jesus Christ. So there's always going to be a certain level, most likely, of chastisement of the Lord on a Christian's life at some level. It might not be constant, 
but you should see that as, as part of the evidence of somebody. You should also see like fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, those types of things. Um, you should see a lot of um, things like um, the commandments of Jesus Christ that he talked about in, in like the New Testament and things like this, you know, the peacemakers and those that show mercy. And I mean, you know, the, there's hundreds and hundreds of, of things that, that he talked about. And these are the th- types of things that you should normally see operating in a, in a Christian's life at some level or another. So, going further, Hebrews 5.12, For when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Okay, so let's go over this. So, in other words... For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers. In other words, you've been, let's say you've been saved for a long time. You should actually be at a level where you're teaching other people. Well, it says, that's not the case. You have need that one teacheth you again. And obviously, we're all, we all need to be teachable. But, in other words, this person has not grown at all. They're still like a baby. Okay? Um, and, so... This person still has need that one teaches them the first principles of the oracles of God, the basics of the doctrines of of the Bible. And then it goes on to say, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So a lot of this, you see this thing with milk being compared to strong meat. Obviously, you don't give strong meat to a baby. Their their digestive system is not such where they can digest that at this point. It's just not set up for that. About the, the... the, the way that the Lord set it up for them to be able to handle is milk, particularly the breast milk of the mother. Okay, that's like the ideal food. And that's great for a time, but then there comes a time when you grow, you know, in, into, you know, toddler and then, you know, preteen or adolescence and then teenager and then to an adult. And at that point, um, you should be eating strong meat. Okay, which is you know you're going you're advancing in doctrine, you're advancing in knowledge, and in biblical doctrine and in biblical knowledge is is what this is in represent in representation of, and this is why so many times also when you try to give people, uh, let's say just again for example the average everyday corporate five hundred one c three Christian in America, you try to give them a lot of this type of information and show them how it reconciles with the Bible, you totally overwhelm them. I had a listener the other day, and you know, he was he was in agreement with with you know what we're doing. But he says, and this is so common, you know, I try to to show this to my friends, and they say that you know either I'm a causing division among the brethren, or I'm a nutcase, or um, what else? I mean, you you know, you get called about every name in the book, and I, I don't, I, I kind of understand why they would say that. In in reality, if you think about it, if you have never been exposed to, if you're a babe in Christ, and you've never even been exposed to, to strong meat, uh, the higher levels of knowledge and doctrine, those types of things, and I don't mean extra biblical, I'm talking about staying within the Bible here, okay? And then all of a sudden somebody comes up, and you've been in this, this little fairy tale land that you've been living in, the, the, the let's say the, the pastor has not shepherded you properly. Let's say he is lukewarm 
let's say he is the typical lukewarm Laodicean pastor of Revelation 3. Now, they're not all this way. I'm giving this as an example. Or let's say they've just followed televangelism or whatever, and they've just chosen to get their ears tickled and these types of things, and they've never really been exposed to any of the deceptions that are coming in, whereas Jesus Christ warns that the very earmark of the end times that we're moving into is, be not deceived. You know, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, and then you look at the Antichrist and the false prophet, how are they going to deceive the whole world? I mean, which is going to be the very way that, that people end up taking the mark of the beast, which is going to be their ticket to ultimately the lake of fire. How do they accomplish that? How, what is the primary mechanism by which they pull that off. Well, it's it's the line, signs, and wonders, and miracles. That's what it says. Well, what is the basis of the line, signs, and wonders, and miracles? Witchcraft. What is the power source of the... Oh, yes, Satan, but it's witchcraft. So I'm out here, I'm trying to warn people about these obvious things, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Okay, the whole UFO deception, the whole, and, and it's as though when you present this information to people that are in the modern day average church, that you know, oh, you're you're a nut job, you're a fruitcake. There's no merit to any of that. Oh, okay, Satan's devoting all of these billions of dollars and all of this. I mean, not only the, the monetarians with with Hollywood and with books and magazines and TV shows and movies and and um, channelings and the New Age movement, and you could go on and on and on. He's, he's devoting a lot of effort on just about every single different level in a lot of different religions as well to prepare the way, the emerging church. You're telling me that Satan's devoting all of this demonic energy for ultimately no reason whatsoever. It's just, nothing's going to come of any of it. No. None of, the, none of this deception that we've been being set up for, which is what I try to cover on a weekly basis, none of it is ever going to amount to a hill of beans. That is the way, though, that the average, modern-day, lukewarm, Laodicean Christian of Revelation 3 is living their life. I'm not saying that because I'm, I want to judge them. I'm just saying it as a matter of fact. I mean, it's just obvious. And it doesn't mean I think that I'm Mr. Perfect either. And I've said this many times, if I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. That's the only thing I deserve apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so when Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am, who should deliver me from the body of this death? I, mean, I can relate to that. And that doesn't mean that I have a license to sin, but I just wanted to throw that in there. So this is why we have this ministry. And if you expose somebody to this that has never been exposed to this. It's like trying to take a drink off a fire hose. You can't, and I'm not saying that to blow my own horn, I'm just saying it is, that's kind of what it's like. I mean, if you've just been in some lukewarm, you know, setting, and you have to understand, it's just not you being in a lukewarm setting. There's demonic entities involved there are demons in the church, particularly these churches that have yoked up with the state through their 501c3 corporate status. You cannot have two heads. You cannot bow the knee to God and Baal. You cannot serve both God and mammon. You cannot be yoked up with the state and have it not affect your church. The state gives your right. The government gives you, and particularly the IRS, one of the most wicked organizations on the planet, gives you your right to exist. 
You're going to Satan to get your right to exist in a church, in a corporate church. And you expect that not to affect that church spiritually? I think between that issue and, and when these modern day Bible versions came in around 1881, the revised version of Westcott and Hort, which, are tra- which was translated from two corrupt Catholic manuscripts, the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus, and it started diluting and polluting the word of God. I think those were the two main things that set us up for where we're at today. And, you know, you could, today, there, I mean, there's so much other things that are going on in the church, but where did it, where, where did it really get set up? Where was this Laodicean church age ushered in at? I, I believe it was around the 1881. And, and I, you see a lot of cults start around that same time period. You know, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, and yes, they are a cult. They teach another gospel. Um, and now we've got so many, you, I, I can't keep track of them. I have people email me all the time. You know about this person? You know about that? And no, I don't. There, there's just not enough hours in the day. And um, this is why I always try to point people, okay, go back to the Word of God. If what they're saying doesn't line up with the Word of God, then get away from them. Okay? But don't let, if, if you're like, if you're with somebody or if you're, 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 you're following a particular preacher and you're not sure about them, a lot of times what can happen, and this is how cults get started, they just tend to key on one doctrine or one portion of scripture to get you hooked in. This is how Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and these types of people, Hebrew roots, this is how they get people sucked in. And they do that to the exclusion of all the other verses in the Bible, of the rest of the Bible. There's huge swaths of scripture they have to ignore in order to justify their particular point that they're trying to make. And what they're trying to do is create this hook to get you to doubt your faith and get you hooked in and and get you hooked into typically some works-based religion where you're earning your way to heaven. Okay, the cart's before the horse. You can show your faith by your works, but it's not works earning your way into heaven. There should be works produced from faith. Okay? And that's, that is evidence, but you can't have the cart before the horse where you, you've got works and, and then you say, well, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm a good Catholic. I'm keeping the seven sacraments. And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You know, and therefore I'm going to go to heaven. No. That's an abomination in the sight of God. You only get to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are saved by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, going further, Hebrews 5.13 then says, For everyone that useth, useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. So somebody that's a babe in Christ is going to be unskillful in the word of God. And... Jesus said that when I, it's expedient that I go for the, when I go, I will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to dwell inside us, and he will bringeth, basically bringeth into remembrance all things that I have taught you. The Holy Spirit that lives inside a born-again Christian, once you start memorizing scriptures, scriptures what, happened, what happened with me is that all of a sudden, now I started memorizing these scriptures, they're, they're inside me, the Holy Spirit brings them into my remembrance, and then they're just there, I don't have to... I mean, most of the Bible verses I quote in any particular study, the vast majority of them are just by memory. They're not, they're not because I have them sitting it down in front of me here and I'm reading them off something. These, these Bible verses here are the, the, the initial ones, but the other ones I quote, are they're just there. And I need to memorize more scripture. I know that. My, my time is, is very limited now. And when I was more um, 
when I was in the church and before I had a ministry, I had a lot more time to actually sit down and memorize things. That's not an excuse. I'm just saying that I'm even saying I need to memorize more scripture. Um, and you'll draw upon that when times are tough. And there may become a time when we get our Bibles taken away. And the more scripture you have memorized, the better. So praise the Lord. Um, okay, so for everyone that uses use of milk is unskillful in the word of God, for he is a babe. Again, confirming they're a baby. Next verse, Hebrews 5.14, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So there's another implied blessing with somebody who is um, beyond, advanced beyond a babe in Christ and they're, they're, they don't, you know, they're not consuming milk, they're actually consuming strong meat. And there's a blessing there connected whereby having your senses exercised to discern both good and evil, which is really and super important in today's day and age because there's so much deception out there and there's so many things out there that look good or maybe sound good, but they're of the devil. And you want to have your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Discernment. Ephesians 4.14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they wait to deceive. And that's another thing you see a whole lot of in today's day and age. There, especially with the advent of the internet, you know, in particular, in, you know, TV, in, you know, the Christian... I'm not saying everybody on Christian television is horrific or, or terrible. I'm just saying that there's just a lot of um, people being tossed to and fro, people having itching ears, running to this teacher and to that teacher, going about and seeking every wind of doctrine, you know, doctrine that's derived from a man and his interpretation. Like this guy that's predicting uh, this judgment day on May 21st. You're going to see... All you have to do is really do a little studying on this particular guy to understand, you know, he's, he's had false predictions before, you know. and But this time it's not going to be false. Well, Deuteronomy 18 says that if you're a true prophet, whatever you say has to come to pass if you're a true prophet of God. And it also has to align with the word of God if you go back a couple chapters. There's two criteria. And the penalty for that in the Old Testament was if you spoke a, a word presumptuously, and, and and it didn't come to pass and you were a false prophet, well, the penalty was death. So nowadays, you know, everybody's prophesying over everyone else. That's why I've never even, I mean, I don't think I'm a prophet, but I remember being in the Pentecostal church and it was like, you know, every, literally every church service, somebody was being prophesied over. or And, and I know this doesn't happen in every Pentecostal church, particularly the ones that have more of a charismatic, more of a hardcore charismatic bent to them. I mean, in the Old Testament, it would have been a death sentence. I mean, half the people would have, would have had to have been, you know, stoned or whatever in the church. I mean, that would really prevent a lot of, um, that would, I think what it would do is make people really um, think twice about giving somebody a word of prophecy unless they knew that they knew that they knew that they had heard from God. 
But any, but what happens in the Pentecostal church that I've, that I've firsthand witnessed is that, you know, you get a prophecy, doesn't come to pass, and it's as though there's like spirits of blindness in the Pentecostal church that just say, okay, I got my ears tickled, I got that prophecy, yeah, it didn't come to pass, let's say it was time dependent, which a lot of the ones that I received were, oh, it doesn't come to pass, and you know, the next week you show up and it's like you just keep going your merry way. Well, I forgot about that false one that I got. I'm going to go into the, new, into the the next new false one and get my ears tickled again. And when that doesn't come to pass, we'll go to the next one. And, you know, coming to pass 50% of the time doesn't cut it either. You know, that that doesn't... I mean, the, the Psychic Friends... Uh, Dion Psychic Friends Network did just about that much. I don't think they got it 50%, but, you know... Let me tell you how that works, at least in the Psychic Friends Network, Dion Work. You know, they had to shut that thing down a long time ago because they, were, they got sued because they were giving out so much bad advice. But the limited times that you'll see, like on these uh, particularly like shows that, that, you know, where they solve these mysteries and these crimes through psychics, ever wondered how that, you know, oh wow, there really is merit there. No, there's not merit. We all have familiar spirits that are assigned to us. Whether we're saved or unsaved. Satan has people, has his minions assign familiar spirits to observe our behavior. They're familiar with our patterns. Okay? And particularly if a crime gets committed, do you think if like a murder happens or a crime or a rape or something like that, do you think there might have been demons there that were witnessing that crime? Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, I don't think it could happen apart from demonic activity. I mean, the demons are the actual driving force behind sin, right? The demons and devils and fallen angels, I mean, Satan's the father of lies. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness, you know all that? Okay, so that's our true battle. So they have everything to do when sin is committed. They're there. They're observing it. Some psychic gets what they're doing is their familiar spirit is, is, is conferring with either another demon or another familiar spirit that witnessed a particular crime. They get a demonic vision, and then they lead the police there. It doesn't happen every time. Most of the time, uh, the, the, um, what I've heard, the statistics with, with cops get called from psychics, the vast majority of visions that, that they get, they don't... They, they're not even remotely accurate. But what'll happen is, is the one that is, they're the ones that, the only one you hear about. They're the ones that get the glory on TV. Or something like that. And you think, wow, you know. And then you start comparing it to, well, I don't see that really in modern day Christianity. I, I mean, and a lot of people get, will go into uh, the New Age movement, or psychics, or mediums, or trans channelers, just because of that one reason. You know, that they're, they're, you know, the devil has a lot of um, seemingly amazing little parlor tricks that he can pull. And that's what he does. So, anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into the teaching for today. First article is White House finds itself suddenly on the defensive regarding the entire fable of killing Osama bin Laden. And yes, I said it's a fable. The man's been dead for a long time. And we're going to prove that. Um, this is from um, uh, an article 
MiddleEastOnline.com. White House alters narrative of bin Laden raid. Factual errors over bin Laden. Operation forces White House to double back and fix their story. Now, I'm not going to belabor every little tiny point that's happened in the last week. You know, I mean, everybody on, on the alternative media, and particularly on, like, talk radio, even conservative talk radio, and this, you know, and, and the media, I don't have TV that I'm watching anywhere or anything like that, but what, what I do catch on the internet, you know, it's like all you hear, and it's been so frustrating, I mean, just to even turn on, like, talk radio, on, and just to hear both Christian radio stations and something like, you know, Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh or something like that, how they're totally hook, line, and sinker, not even questioning all of the other things that have transpired prior to this Osama bin Laden killing, going back to literally 9-11 and right prior to that, which strongly indicated that Osama bin Laden has been dead for like 10 years, okay, or near there. All of that is ignored. It's as though, oh no, that's a conspiracy theory. Isn't that convenient? You think the devil's not the king of conspiracies? Do you think that he's going to come out and give you the truth over the um, modern mainstream media who are controlled by the third, like basically by Satan himself, the Illuminati, the elite, the one world government boys, the, whatever you want to call them? They're the ones that own lock, stock, and barrel the media. You think they're going to give you the truth? They're just here to deceive you. Factual errors concerning some of the most explosive details on the raid that killed Osama bin Laden have forced the White House to double back and fix their story. Adjustments to the story, which began to be told late on Sunday, have seen the narrative embroidered with new details and left a host of unanswered questions about the circumstances and results of the raid. Every time the government initiates a disaster, officials seem clumsy with their details. Uh, and have to backtrack. This happened in the disaster of Waco at Oklahoma City and the attacks of 9-11. Now, Obama officials are having to go back and fix some of their original details. What are some of the factual errors? Uh, number one, on Monday, the White House said that bin Laden was armed when he was shot dead in his comfortable compound in the Pakistani garrison, not far behind Islamabad. Oh, I also heard that that, that supposed garrison that he was at. I, I, saw, I saw these interviews of, like, this guy right outside, and he was interviewing, like, the neighbors, and they were like, what? I saw a panel of people from Pakistan that they had interviewed, and they were like, Osama bin Laden has been dead. I mean, there was like four, and they were like, so matter of fact, they were just normal people from Pakistan, and they were, and they were being interviewed by that Chris Cuomo guy, I think, um, and he was like, shocked, and they were like, what? And I mean, they were like, they're like he's he's at this point he's just a fiction of your imagination essentially, you know he's something you've created to to be the boogeyman for America. Now I'm not saying Islam is not the real deal, okay, as far as a threat, okay, but I'm saying we're working with Islam in order to bring about this controlled crisis, which they will then bring about a controlled solution, meaning Hegelian dialectic, where they're trying to bring us to their order. Their new world order out of chaos, order out of chaos, ordo ab cao, which is the motto of the 33rd degree Freemason. That is their primary goal here. And they were, they were interviewing this guy out, outside, he was like a neighbor, he, I mean, he walked by this compound every day in this neighborhood, and he was like, I mean, he was saying, Osama bin Laden doesn't live here, he doesn't, 
he says, I mean, he, the, the guy was like trying to like, you know, they, all these reporters are trying to, to, to get them. Aren't you shocked that, and they were like, they don't believe it. His neighbors don't. The people in Pakistan don't believe it. And now conveniently, I just saw today, they're going to bulldoze this big gigantic complex because they don't want to turn it into a shrine. Kind of the same reason that they instantly whisked the body away and buried it at sea. You know, there's no body, no evidence, no proof. And then they'll bring in their doctored photos and they're, oh, it is so bad. It is so B-rated what they're doing. I mean, they're not even, the thing is, is when they do these cover-ups, it's almost like the Illuminati does such a poor job because they really want to see how dumbed down the sheeple people are. And I'm not talking to my listeners. I'm just talking to the average person that buys this stuff hook, line, and sinker without questioning it. They really, I think they really go out of their way, like the birth certificate issue. You know, that's, you know, you notice I haven't said a whole lot about that. Well, the thing is, is I emphasized that quite a bit prior to Obama being elected. You know, I was hoping that, you know, by him being exposed, possibly, he wouldn't get in there in the White House. Now, you know, we, we did several studies, but I haven't done a lot on Obama since then. Yes, I mentioned him quite a bit, but I don't do any dedicated studies on him anymore. It's kind of a pointless thing. Unless God so chooses to take him out, you know, this whole birth certificate thing, yes, there can be controversy about that. But you know how easy it would be for them to really produce an authentic-looking, real birth certificate with real-looking signatures on it from Hawaii? And yet they don't even do that. I think they're doing this just to see how dumbed down the people, what level of insanity people are willing to buy into. It it surely cannot be because they don't have the technology to do it. You know, I think if they wanted to produce something beyond authentic, they could do that. Authentic looking at least. But yet, it doesn't seem to happen. I think they're doing it on purpose. Um... For the reasons I stated. Anyway. Um, so, Bin Laden was armed and he was shot dead in his comfortable combat. And this is the, these are the factual errors. And then, but a day later, White House spokesman Jay Carney corrected the account, saying the terror chief was unarmed when gunned down by the Navy SEAL, raising doubts about the U.S. assurances that he had been ready to take Bin Laden alive. And one account said he was armed. One account said that he used his either his daughter or his wife for a shield. And then, all of a sudden, now he's unarmed. You know, I honestly, they control this information getting out, right? I mean, well, I think they're doing it on purpose just to see what level of stupidity the population at large is operating at. And I believe from that level of stupidity, they can gauge how far they can make their next move on. That, to me, it's the only reason to do it, uh, which is actually a Kabbalistic principle, which a lot of them are Kabbalists at the highest level. So going further, uh, let's see here. Uh, so that he was unarmed when gunned down by a Navy SEAL, raising doubts about the U.S. assurances that they were ready to take bin Laden alive. If the SEALs killed an unarmed man, then it's premeditated murder. Um, but again... Eh. We're going to prove this wasn't even him. Uh, Number two, on Monday, John Brennan, President Barack Obama's counter-chief terror, 
counter-terror chief, said that bin Laden's wife had died after being used as a human shield in the attack, implying a cowardly act on self-defense by the al-Qaeda leader. Officials soon rode back from that story, too, and Camry provided a new chronology of Tuesday, saying that bin Laden's wife had rushed a Navy SEAL officer, confronting her husband, and had been shot in the leg but did not die. Wow, not only was the original story wrong when it said Bin Juan's wife died as he was using her as a human shield, but now we discover that she really did not die after all. See all just all this inconsistencies. Three, there have also been differing accounts over which of Bin Laden's adult sons was killed in the raid. Hamza of Khalid Carney's account on Tuesday notably did not mention the death of a Bin Laden's son. What was the excuse for all these factual errors? Officials claim they were caught up in the fog of war. I hate when that happens, when I get caught up in the fog of war. Don't you hate that? Anyway, sorry, just kidding. What happened was always what happens during these planned incidents. The government seems to be incapable of presenting a coordinated event where all the officials are on the same page at the same time. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, it's pretty pretty inept. You would think if they were going to really do something like this, they would want to really cross all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure everything was going to be perfect. But Anyway, Americans must have the courage to believe that our government does not have the best interests at heart. In fact, their plan boldly calls for mass elimination of all domestic enemies, uh, both foreign and domestic, during the cleansing cycle of the earth by the Antichrist which will be the annihilation of two-thirds of the entire population. This is what the Antichrist would like to pull off. This is the first commandment of the Ten Commandments of the New, of the new Age, of the New World Order, which you can read them on the Georgia Guidestones in Albert County, Georgia, out in the middle of nowhere. You know, reduce world population to 500 million is the first commandment. Um, well, that's a pretty big reduction. <laughs> that's more than two-thirds. No, I do not think they're going to be able to pull that off. I don't, I don't see Bible for them being able to pull off a almost 95% reduction of world population, uh, prior, particularly prior to the tribulation, or even during. I mean, a lot of this is going to be God's judgment during, during the tribulation. You know, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, those types of things. So, but that's a whole other story. But let's go further. Uh, let's take a, they, then they say, this is from Cutting Edge's article, please take a few moments to read from Waco to 9-11. Understanding that our government does not have the best interests of our citizens at heart and may even deliberately kill them. And there's a link here you can click on now. Cutting Edge, for their dedicated news stores like this, is a paid site, but they've got a lot of really good information. So it's like a $25 a year uh, subscription. Um, Anyway, I gave you that link. And this will be, this PDF that I'm reading from will be available for the teaching uh, in conjunction with with, uh, May 8th, 2011. I don't know how many parts this is going to be. Uh, I would imagine two, three, four. I don't know. Today, it's, it's probably going to take me a while to get through this. I've got about a 19-page PDF to get through. So, um, but it will be with the PDF will be with each uh, part teaching, and I try to do that every week so that you can, if you want to explore further, or forward it to somebody, or print it out, read it. Uh, or click on the links provided within the PDF, it'll all be available to you for free on contendingfortruth.com and other sites also that offer these, uh, that have mirrored some of the uh, sites. I've got the other sites that do the same thing on the right-hand side of contendingfortruth.com. So, going further, 
Uh, as we've stated earlier in an, another news alert, discerning Americans will have real trouble believing the story that American forces have just now killed Osama bin Laden as Osama has been reportedly been dead for a number of years. Uh, now, we're only going to go over some of the reported death reports. There's so many that have been reported on over the years that I would literally have to devote the whole study if we wanted to cover them all. Just going to hit some of the high points is what we're going to try to do for, for, for time's sake. Uh, there was uh, one news brief confirming cutting-edge teaching since October 2001. A former CIA operative has confirmed that Osama bin Laden has been dead for years. This was uh, published in October 8, 2008. <clears throat> and important, this is from the Cutting Edge article, it says an important news item that flew under the radar for most part of last week was the assertion from former CIA operative turned whistleblower Robert Baer that said that Osama bin Laden is long dead. The hugely respected intelligence and foreign policy expert told Terry Gross, host of the National Public Radio show, uh, Fresh Air. Uh, he said, of course he's dead, end of quote. There is a voluminous evidence to suggest Osama bin Laden is long dead, according to French newspaper Le Figaro. Bin Laden was on kidney dialysis machine after he had one shipped to his base in Kandahar, Afghanistan in 2000. Okay, now, kidney dialysis. Okay, you have to understand something. That's a serious, serious deal. Kidney dialysis, once you go on kidney dialysis... For the vast majority of people, it's a death sentence. It is just a matter of time before you die. I've seen all kinds of varying rates of life expectancies, but for the typical person, it's not that great. And if you're in um, almost like a third world country like they're in, and if you were supposedly on the run, I seriously doubt he would be able to get the best medical care. And so... You know, this guy's been on kidney dialysis for a long time. That by itself would make us really question. I mean, how could this guy be, if he was really trying to slip through the cracks and be mobile? Yeah, he's like running from the cops with his kidney dialysis machine in his trunk or, or in his in, in the back of his pickup and all of his nurses and doctors that have to attend to him right next to him. And they're going to, you know, it doesn't make any sense, okay, just from that standpoint alone. Uh, but this, this French newspaper, El Figaro, Reported, I mean, it was mainstream news that bin Laden was on kidney dialysis after he had one shipped to his base in Kandahar, Afghanistan in 2000, and when the CIA personally visited him in a Dubai hospital. Osama bin Laden was originally and has been a CIA asset, and it can be easily proven, and we're going to prove it today. This isn't something I'm giving you my opinion on. This is something that we will be able to document, rock-hard documentation, that the Bush family and the Bin Laden family, which is one of the richest families in the Middle East, in other words, Bin Laden's dad and his family, they build all kinds of bases over in the Middle East. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens vacation together. That is common knowledge. It's not all over mainstream news, but it is common knowledge if you do any kind of digging. That by itself, wouldn't that kind of throw up some red flags? about this whole thing. The fact that Osama bin Laden is actually a CIA asset and has worked with the CIA and has visited America on umpteen occasions and went by the name Tim Osman when he stayed here. We're going to look at all that. I, you know, And yet, you go, you go on the news and none of this is even discussed. Even if, if you even bring any of this up, you're, you're a conspiracy theory freak fruit nutcase. No, I think it's the other way around. 
I think these people are deluded and deceived or deceived on purpose. The Bible says that wicked men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. In 2 Timothy 3.13 it says that. So these wicked men and seducers are waxing, meaning growing worse and worse. And they're deceiving others and they themselves are deceived. So, going further... um, he had one shipped a uh, dialysis machine shipped to him in Kandahar, Afghanistan, in 2000, when the CIA personally visited him in a Dubai hospital. I guess they wanted to bring him flowers, maybe some chocolates, I don't know. Maybe a little one of those little fuzzy bears, the little stuffed animal things. I mean, you know, kind of a hallmark moment. Anyway, other accounts suggest he was suffering from hepatitis C at the time and had only two years left to live. This guy had a lot of health problems. A lot. Stomach, massive stomach problems. He was on kidney dialysis. He had, um, I forget the type of kidney disease he had, most likely hep C, all kind of really, really bad back problems. Um, He would have been the worst guy on the planet to try to be on the run. You know what I mean? It would have been like, he would have had to have had basically his own hospital team with him to even have a hope of surviving on the run. You know, of all people. It would have been like, it would have, I mean, I'm not I'm comparing it to a quadriplegic, but I mean, you know, it's, it's a, a couple steps up from a quadriplegic trying to evade the law enforcement. You know, that by itself should throw some major red flags up. But he's eluded everybody, and he's been in some cave for 11 years, or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's just clear funny when you start thinking about this stuff. Uh, actually, in our daily news updates in late October 2001, we began to receive rumors that Bin Laden had already died. In October of 2001, which may be the case. Later, in October of 2008, a former Bush CIA official stated that bin Laden was most certainly dead and that he died a long time ago. When the American government promptly buried Osama bin Laden at sea, this has just happened, only hours after his purported killing and before any independent pathologist could verify that the dead man was really bin Laden, I knew that this, quote, killing was a total fake and was staged totally for propaganda purposes because the whole story is fake. The Obama White House has now backtracked on its declaration that it would release photos of the dead man. Now, we're going to look at the reasons why they decided to play this card now, and it'll make perfect sense when we look at that. Um... Next uh, article within this news story is entitled, Obama Rejects Releasing Bin Laden Death Photo. Now, I don't know. Maybe he's released it by now. I don't know. I heard he's going to release. He's not. Who knows? But at the time, this is what was said. Barack Obama, the U.S. president, has told an American television channel that he has decided not to release photos showing the body of Osama bin Laden, the al-Qaeda leader, after he was killed by U.S. commandos. Jay Carney, White House spokesman, said Obama had consulted members of his national security team before making the decision. Oh, good. I'm glad he got you know, the best advice, you know, our commander-in-chief makes me proud to be an American. Anyway, there is no doubt that we killed Obama, Osama bin Laden. Oh, this is coming from Satan himself, you know, you know, his namesake, Obama, uh, whatever. I get their names confused. Osama bin Bama, I don't know, uh, whatever, whatever his name is, Barack, whatever. And then he says, you will see bin Laden walking on this, you will never see This is the only statement I agree with in all this propaganda. Barack Obama says, you will not see bin Laden walking on this earth again. Bravo, bravo. (laughs) Golf clap. Total golf clap on that one. Because I agree with him on that issue. I really do. He, He is about the only truthful thing I've heard come out of his mouth, I think, since he's been in office. 
Then he says, it is not our national, it's not in our national security interest to allow those images, as has been in the past case, to become icons or rally opinion against the United States, Carney said. <laughs> if they do release them, then maybe they already have, I don't know, they'll probably be so B-rated and fake looking. This one that they released, and it was one of the first ones I saw that came out, and it was a picture of Obama, or I mean, um, yeah, Osama, I'm sorry, Osama. It was a picture of him, and a picture of some dead guy, and then they combined the two, and you get this, this like, this morphine of Osama and this dead guy, and it, it is, you can tell, it's a combination, and, and the, the way it reads, and this is one of the main pictures they released before, I think they released this one years ago, and it was, and it was a, um, it said, this picture plus this picture equals this picture, it's like an equation, and it was, it was a total compilation of the two pictures, like, kind of like overlap, the one part kept his beard, and the other part kept his mangled eye and forehead, and, you know, it was insane, but it was part of their propaganda, and it was so bad, so B-rated, like the Hollywood B-movies, you know, the old horror movies back in the 50s, it was like that, it was so bad, you would think, man, I mean, they're just trying to, to, to see what they can get away with, is all I can think. Uh, going for, forward, it says this next segment reveals possibly one of the fundamental reasons the president decided not to release any original photos of bin Laden's death. U.S. president decides against releasing images of al-Qaeda leader body as some raise concerns over legality of the raid. Uh, that was the other thing. So, since bin Laden was killed, even though he was unarmed, <laughs> whatever, President Obama, and, and it's like some corpse in there that they put a gun on. You know, he's this corpse. We've had him in in, in free, frozen storage for ten years, and we're going to thaw him. Well, we're just going to partially thaw him out, and we're going to put a gun over his lap, and we'll, we'll put him in this room. And when the when the seals come in, they're instructed to go in there and you know shoot this frozen corpse in the corner. That's probably about if there was any truth to it actually really being Osama bin Laden's body. That's probably what went down. You know, but anyway, let's go further. Um, U.S. President decides against releasing images of Al-Qaeda leader's body as some raise concerns. Oh, I already read that, sorry. Uh, since bin Laden was killed, um, President Obama and some of the Pentagon officials might have reason to worry about being brought up on charges of war crimes by the increasingly effective International Criminal Court. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, they're, they're part of the New World, One World Order boys, and, and they're not going to be brought up on war crimes. You know, this is a global cover-up. It's not just a cover-up from America. They're, they're all, I think, at this point, from a global standpoint, the global government's on the same page here. Uh, not to say there can't be infighting, but going further, uh, but we have also to realize that immediately following any release of official pictures of a dead bin Laden, photographic experts throughout the world would be analyzing these photos in depth, using the very best equipment in the world. The White House does not want to be called a, quote, liar by these kind of photographic experts. Now, that would be a real good reason not to release it. Already people are worrying, and this is the next article here, already people are worrying about the Islamic reprisals for killing of Osama bin Laden. Now, this is one of the main reasons that this happened. Okay, um, Adolf Hitler said, Truth is not what it is. 
Truth is what people believe it to be. That, I mean, that's totally applicable in today's age. I mean, it's... From a wicked standpoint, if you were a wicked deceiver like Adolf Hitler, you would want the truth you gave them, even though it was a lie, you would want truth to be what the people believe it to be. That's what happened. That's what, I mean, you know, that's all I've gotten this week. If I turn on talk radio, or if I do see any kind of news clip on the internet, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. They're doing all of these other things now outside of the Osama Bin Laden thing. You know, we're going to destroy the compound. We're going to you know, do this, and we're going to do that, and now this happened, and, the, and they're doing all of this to make it seem so credible that Osama bin Laden was actually killed, that you wouldn't ever even look at, at the information we're getting into today, because it couldn't possibly have any uh, credibility. But Adolf Hitler would have ate that up. That's exactly what he depended on, people, you know, in that particular same mindset. This is from ABC News. It says, fears... Bin Laden killing may spark reprisals. International law enforcement agency Interpol has called for extra vigilance in the wake of the killing of Osama Bin Laden by U.S. Special Forces. The United States has issued security warnings to Americans worldwide, and a top Republican lawmaker briefed by the White House on the Bin Laden death said the U.S. security agencies were working to prevent any attacks on the United States or its installations overseas. I think this is the main reason they pulled this trigger. Not only to help Obama's popularity in his waning popularity polls, but also for this reason. This is the main reason, I think. Because, you know, hey, well, let me just read this and it'll explain itself. This is a key moment because Al-Qaeda has to avenge. Oh boy. Even though he's been dead 10 years, Al-Qaeda's got to avenge. I mean, they killed this dead guy over, so we got to avenge. This is a terrible defeat for them. And they have to move as quickly as they can. And it's, up to, and, it's, and it's up to us to stop them, said Congressman Peter King. Truer words I don't think have ever been spoken. And obviously, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but um, yeah. Terrible defeat for them. They have to move as quickly as they can. So what is good old Congressman Peter King trying to do? Create as much fear and... Um, of an anticipated terrorist attack is as possible. You know, yes, it was a great victory for us killing this corpse over again, this corpse that's been on ice for ten years. And dumping its body to see if they even did that. They, I heard one person say they could have thrown a ham sandwich in the sea. You know, we wouldn't have known. Well he's saying, and it's up to us to stop them. Since truth has been accurately defined by the master propagandist of the 20th century as being what people believe it to be, meaning Hitler, Muslims are a real danger because we believe the White House story that Osama bin Laden was killed. T-shirts are selling on the streets in New York City saying, Obama got Osama. I should know. Both me and my daughter are wearing them right now. We, we couldn't resist. We went out and bought a gross of them. Just kidding. Sorry, teasing. Had to throw that in. Anyway, furthermore, President Obama has painted a very large target on his back by claiming his assassination of bin Laden was carried out in a specific order. Therefore, the Western powers um, need not only fear vengeful terrorist attacks in their cities, but the White House needs to fear specific assassination attempts now of President 
Obama. Oh boy, that would what? I mean, what would we do without our commander in chief? I don't know. I think I'd cry myself to sleep for about forty or fifty nights. Anyway, um, the man's pure evil. I mean, he's 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 nothing but a Luciferian generational bloodline Satanist, which they all are at that level, and that's been proven through many different sources over the years. Um, so they're going to use this event to take away more of our rights. That's what they're re- and if there is any kind of terrorist reprisal from Al Qaeda. Now, I'm not saying there's not Muslim terror cells here. I'm not saying that we haven't let them pour across our border for decades. Okay, the illegal alien issue aside, one of the main, the, the, as far as as far as uh, the main uh, sources of evil coming over the border are these Islamic terrorists that are 100% bent on total destruction and annihilation of the infidels of America, the great Satan. There's no doubt. I've known about this for years. Even as a baby Christian, I knew about this. And I've reported on this numerous times. Um, Mainstream news organizations have reported on this many, many times. There's a ton of them right here, just waiting awaiting their orders. So that is a real threat. There's no doubt on that. Um, It's just that they're trying to hype this up and, and get us worked up into this fervor now, and in preparation, and the, the main reason, the main reason is to take away more of our rights, to have TSA now in uh, not only the airports, but they're going to need to be, uh, and having their, their pornographic scanners and their, and their you know, full body uh, child, uh, child molesting slash adult molesting, molestation pat downs, uh, they want to bring that into the malls, they want to bring that into hotels, they want to bring that into what they call soft targets, which would be a target that anybody could access easily. So, you know, checkpoints on the road. This is where they're leading with this. And honestly, all it would really take is one or two confirmed terrorist attacks in America to get them to do this. I mean, they would have an army of these TSA perverts out there. I mean, that that's a it's a pretty scary thought, but, you know, that's what their that's what their goal is. Now, I sent out an email regarding this, and I'm just going to hit some of the actual titles of some of these uh, video clips that you can go watch, and I'm going to play a couple of them, some of them. I just can't play them all, there's too many. Uh, one of them uh, was a exclusive Bin Laden dead, the hoax exposed, there's a video link to that. There's another one, a YouTube video from Benazar Bhutto. Um, Benazar Bhutto, twice the Prime Minister of Pakistan, from 1988 to 1990 to 1993 to 1996, was assassinated not even two months after this interview. You can click on and go watch. The interview aired on the 2nd of November, 2007. David Frost, the presenter, did not challenge her assertion at the 2 minute 14 second mark that Bin Laden had been murdered. He didn't challenge her at all. The assassination of Benazar Bhutto occurred on the 27th of December, 2007. Okay, so let's do the math here. She said in this, uh, basically this global interview uh, that aired on uh, November 2nd, 2007, she said Bin Laden had been, as long as he's been murdered. And she herself was then assassinated on the 27th of December, 
2007, which wasn't even two months later, she was dead after she said that. Bhutto was twice the Prime Minister of Pakistan and then the leader of the opposition party, the Pakistan People's Party. This Pakistani political leader was then murdered by an by intelligence agency supported terrorists after she admitted bin Laden was dead. Okay, that's another video regarding that. There's another one with uh, Wayne Madsen. Um, it's entitled Bin Laden's Death Looks Like a Stage Tear to Escalate U.S. into Nuclear War. That could be another thing. These these terrorists are saying, oh, you killed a Bin Laden. This is it. You 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 devil white infidels from the from the U.S. or whatever. Or white or black, or you know, whatever they would, how they would term us. But supposedly, if they have any of their dirty bombs, these it's like a generic version of a nuclear bomb, and supposedly they've got them positioned all over America. You know, they want to pull that trigger, and then you know, there's a lot of things that could go down. <laughs> a lot of different, real bad scenarios. They could also release biologics, anthrax. They know how to make all this stuff. They know how to make a lot of these really bad biologics. They can they can take what they call a Ventura and just go out on the road and, and literally um, put this powder, whether it be anthrax or whatever biological agent, and they can just they can just literally go down the road and literally be you putting out this this uh, powdered uh, anthrax right out into the environment. Uh, I've known about that for a long, long time. Uh, dirty nuclear bomb. You, then you have this in conjunction with multiple other scenarios, which could happen. Uh, I'm just trying to, like, you know, prepare you potentially for the worst. I really do believe God's judgment is coming on America. Uh, you know, you have 50-plus million aborted babies. You have the homosexual, uh, uh, gay, transgendered, uh, special privilege uh, groups taking over the government, getting all kind of special rights. You have, you know... So many different abominations going on in America. It's just a matter of time. God has to judge sin. He has to. So it's a matter of time. And God is in control, but he's going to eventually allow allow a lot of this stuff to happen. I believe his restraining hand has been on this, hoping that his people um, might go in mass in prayer and repent, but I just don't see it happen in America on, on a mass scale. I don't. We, we're... We're, for the most part, and I'm not talking to my listeners, I'm talking about American general, or a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats. And, and you know, I mean, I'm not saying there's not that dynamic going on in other countries, but I'm just saying all the things that we have and all the ways that we occupy are, tend to occupy our time in, in the pursuits of pleasure and the pursuits of feeding the flesh and really just worshiping the God of self. That's what it really boils down to. And I understand that's something we all battle. We all battle. The self. I mean, self is, is really almost the root cause of, of just about every sin that we end up committing. And this is why we're trying to, to we're, we're, we should attempt to try to crucify the flesh, to be crucified with Christ, according to Galatians 2.20, and these types of things. Um, but that takes a lot of, of um, well, it takes a lot of self-discipline in, you know, obviously pursuing the things of God. In the, in the things that his word says to pursue. And there's just very few that I believe um, are doing that. I'm not saying I'm I'm doing it enough either. I'm just saying there's very few. And so as a result, it's just a matter of time before judgment. 
happens on this nation. And there's so many different scenarios. And there's so many different, I really believe, potential saviors that are going to come when things are at its darkest. And these saviors are going to be emissaries of Satan. And emissaries, and they're going to be the ones actually behind these disasters and orchestrating them. And they're also going to present you with their controlled solution. The Antichrist being the chief and the false prophet being the chief of that deception. But there's probably going to be numerous ones that are presented when the time is right. When people are their most desperate, you know. And that's the way I see it playing out, and it's just a matter of time before before it happens. And I think you have a lot of Bible to back stuff like this up, as far as God's judgment. Um, then the next video is a uh, Bin Laden confession video forgery. That that was a forgery. That, there's a video proving that. Then there's another one that's entitled "9/11 Bin Laden was at the was at the Raal Pindi Hospital September 10th." Um, September 10th, 2002. Okay, which would be one day before 9-11. Okay, essentially. So, um, I don't know if it's 2001 or 2002. I might have got that one wrong, the, the actual date. But anyway, it was, it was essentially one day before 9-11. He was at, at this hospital um, getting dialysis with a whole contingency and they knew, and this was Dan Rather from CBS reporting on this. You can go ahead and watch the video if you want. Uh, that was another one. Okay, so it's it's not like we didn't know where he was at the day prior to 9-11, is the point I'm trying to make. Okay? it was. I mean, Dan Rather reported on it in CBS News. Um, and what they were trying to imply in the news clip was that, yes, the, you know, the government was, the, this foreign government was complicit in hiding him after... Now, come on. We knew exactly where he was at. We were working with him, and we're going to prove that. This is another article. This is from December 26, 2001. This is from Fox News. This, uh, it was entitled, Bin Laden Already Dead. And this is December 21st, or December 26, 2001, after 9-11. Fox News, Osama Bin Laden has died a peaceful death now, this is Fox News reporting, has died a peaceful death due to an untreated lung complication. The Pakistani Observer reported, citing a Taliban leader who allegedly attended the funeral of the Al-Qaeda leader. Bin Laden, according to the source, was suffering from a serious lung complication and succumbed to the disease in mid-December in the vicinity of the Tora Bora Mountains. The source claimed that Bin Laden was laid to rest honorably in his last abode and his grave was made as per his Wahhabi belief. About 30 close associates of Bin Laden in Al-Qaeda, including his most trusted and personal bodyguards, his family members, and some Taliban friends attended the funeral rites. The Taliban source who claims to have seen Bin Laden's face before the burial said he looked pale but calm, relaxed, and confident. I mean, there's so many death reports about him back at that time. I mean, you know, granted, they can't all be right, but the fact remains is this guy's dead. He's been dead for a long time. This is November 21st, Bin Laden in poor health to live for only two more years. CIA agent alleged to have met Bin Laden in July. This is from uh, the Guardian, uh, the Guardian out of the UK. It says, two months before the September 11th, Osama Bin Laden flew to Dubai for 10 days for treatment at the American Hospital, where he was visited by the local CIA agent, 
CIA agent, according to the French newspaper Le Figaro, which is what we had kind of reported on earlier. This is a little more of an expansion on that. The disclosures are known to come from the French intelligence, which is keen to reveal the ambiguous role of the CIA. Bin Laden is reported to have arrived in Dubai on July 4th from Quetta in Pakistan with his own personal doctor, nurse, and four bodyguards to be treated in the urology department. Bin Laden has been reported to be in poor health. Some accounts claim that he is suffering from hepatitis C and can only expect to live at maximum for two more years. According to Le Figaro, last year he ordered a mobile dialysis machine to be delivered to his base at Kandahar in Afghanistan. I mean, this guy was on his last leg a long time ago. And like I said, dialysis is a death sentence. It's just a matter of time. And this guy had all kind of other complicating factors beyond just the dialysis issue. Uh, next article, Osama bin Laden was a Bush partner. Okay, now this, I think I'm going to stop part one here, and we're going to listen to three different little clips, actually four different little clips, um, regarding Osama bin Laden being a Bush partner and a CIA asset. Now, this is not, all, this is documented mainstream news sources. It's just totally suppressed. But at one time, these things get mentioned, you know, in the news and never mentioned again. It's almost as though the Kabbalist is saying, these, uh, these, these Illuminati types, they're saying, okay, we've warned you. Sheeple people, we've given you the truth. It's not our fault that you haven't been diligent enough to seek the truth. It's not our fault that you've chosen to believe the, chose the easy way out to believe the, the, the mainstream media's lie. We've given you the truth. In fact, we've given it to you on several occasions. Therefore, we feel more empowered as a Kabbalist, which is the highest form of like Jewish uh, witchcraft, I guess you would say. And I don't mean to, I'm not putting this um, as, I'm talking about from a standpoint of, I'm not talking about the Jews of the Bible, I'm not talking about like the, the, the 12 tribes when we talk about in Revelation 7 and 14, where, you know, the 144 that are seeing their forehead, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about those that are of the synagogue of Satan, that call themselves Jews, but are not, and they are of the synagogue of Satan, as the Bible talks about in um, Revelation. So, and yes, they are at some of the highest levels of the Illuminati, if not the highest levels. The Rothschilds would be a great example of that, which are most likely the top family of the 13 families of the Illuminati that essentially control the earth. And that's the top banking family on the planet. So, anyway, we're going to go over that next in the next part. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part two.